OTB Rugby. And that's why those of us that aren't cynicals but understand the workings, see the world rankings as they currently are, as very fallible and very loose. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball. Time to uh, dial in to Brisbane, Australia, because Kathleen McNamee, host of the Koi Gig Pod, is standing by. Morning, Kathleen. Morning, guys. How are Still we? no proof you're in Brisbane. Uh-huh. You could be anywhere there. Uh, if I can... If you gave me two seconds, I can show you out my window if I could work out actually how to change the blurriness on the background no. of this. I won't show you my slightly dodgy I would, hotel. See, I, I trust you. I trust you, Kathleen. <laughs> Thankfully, Kathleen has a lot of B-roll for us too, a lot of footage of Brisbane in training, so yeah. another, we should go. Another, look at that. There's, look there's, at that. There's, there's, oh, there's, wow. There we go. We think Kathleen filmed this. Wait, wait. We think so. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, I, I, will, this will, I will mention I as well, might Kathleen. might be too bright, but you can see the general <laughs> skyline there behind me. You can. Brisbane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh. like... Okay. The central business district. Oh, class. Now we're um, talking. Which is where I oh, am there she is. Yeah, so that, staying that proves it. at the moment. There she yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Honourable mention to Paul Taylor of Sligo as a really good player who never won All-Ireland. Unbelievable footballer <laughs> when I was young. Just, well, it was something to do with Brisbane. Just putting it out it's there. It's because Kathleen's on the line and Sligo came into your exactly. mind. Exactly. Is that why? That's, the, that's the, the link. Well, I did love whenever I was getting set up with Jojo outside and all I could hear was Shane talking about Monaghan and I was like, God, it's been nearly <laughs> yeah. a week since I heard anything about Monaghan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good morning. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was always going to happen. Listen, uh, Monaghan are playing a big semi-final in two days' time. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to... I'm sorry, I'm going to know you for the next Yeah, I'm going to have to find somewhere to see if anywhere will show it out here. Might actually I think it'll be okay. A GA go. A few Irish, yeah, a few Irish <laughs> bars in Brisbane show the two matches I'd this weekend. Yeah, I'd say she'll be a, the Tatton Cup as well. I, th- those days I have were... to say, guys, I went to watch the uh, Origin Series, the final oh, yeah. third game last night. What's, this, what's all this and about? So it's Rugby League, and it's between New South Wales and Queensland was the series. And... So Queensland had won the first two and this was basically like New South Wales had to kind of come out and show up, which they actually did. But um, I was watching it in a bar and it was like a free to air channel. And so every time someone scored, so whenever they scored, it went straight to ads. And then whenever they were taking the conversion, there'd be ads before the conversions and then ads again after the conversion. And I was given off about this on Twitter because it just like totally took you out of the game. And someone was saying that the A-League here is like the soccer league. If you watch it, they actually delay taking set pieces so that they can go to an ad. So not only is it affecting the people that watch TV, it's affecting the people in the stadium as well. And I know like I was following a little bit of the Diego stuff yesterday um, during my jet lag sleep. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think I was like, God... We actually, I, I know there's a lot of issues with Diego and we have things to fix there, but we actually don't realise how lucky we are in terms of our free-to-air TV that that's, mm. that's what it could be. And I know you can't go to the worst possible example, but no, the, Jesus, the, the, that's, really... That's mad. Do you remember like in USA 94, around that time, um, the football, like soccer as it was, there was they were trying to like get it to take off in the States, watched a couple of games. And at that time, they were like because they're from the US like the, the ads during the whole game were like constant constant across the screen like ads for this ads for that and I was like is this going to change now where basically you have a massive advertising potential during live football to, to basically have loads of ads yeah. but I've never heard anything as extreme as that where a player is literally delayed to get an ad in it'd be like doing an ad for like, I don't know craft beer in the middle of a conversation Colin wouldn't it 
What, was, si- the, what was the what was the craft beer? Similar. With <laughs> reference to you, yeah. in fairness, there's a, there's a connection to the parish as well. To be I understand. Fair, so it's a good but man. it's like you know, whenever before, like say the Six Nations and stuff, before they kick off the game, they go straight to an ad break, and I always hated that because I mm. think it's really stupid. And then this game was just like constantly that. Yeah. Um, but actually, it was it was a very good game. New South Wales won. I was with the ended up talking to the only New South Wales fan in the entire bar. Every bar in Brisbane was like absolutely packed out for this game. I was just trying to find a bit of food after the open training session and I uh, got chatting to this guy. Turns out he was Mac Hansen's cousin. And I was oh, like, wow. small world, what small, small world. Wow, wow. What are the chances? The, uh, the World Cup is one week out. One weekend, what? Two, three hours? Three hours. Three hours. Well, for Ireland, yeah. For Ireland, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I presume it's... There's, a, there's an opening game. Guys. No, there's Super an opening game before that. Apologies, sorry. Do you know yes, what I mean? Of course. Ireland are second. Uh, fair enough. But fair. first for us. Yeah. Most important. How, how are you feeling the week out, Kathleen? Uh, yeah, good. It was quite nice today. Got to go out to um, the stadium where Ireland will play their third game. So that's the Nigeria one here in Brisbane. So we had to pick up our accreditation from there. So myself and Emma Duffy from the 42 went for a little wander around Brisbane. Kind of, it still feels a little bit like it's not happening. But I also think that's partly because the fans haven't really descended on Brisbane yet. I'm curious about tomorrow evening because France are playing Australia in their final game before the World Cup actually starts. That's in Melbourne and it's the biggest ever crowd for a game here um, until next week when we play them, of mm-hmm. course, and then that record will be absolutely smashed. But I think there's about 50,000 tickets sold. Um, it was just announced as a sellout today. So I'm kind of interested to see if I do a little wander around tomorrow evening, what the atmosphere is going to be like. Um, but yeah, like team looked really good last night at the open training. I was chatting to a few players afterwards and they said, bar the jet lag, they were feeling pretty good. It was very competitive. You could see from the 11 aside that they played that Vera seems to be sticking with that same team that we saw, um, for the France game. Thought it was interesting. Uh, they kind of switched it then to five aside for a little bit. And whenever Amber Barrett wasn't playing, she was over at the other goal taking shots. And she was kind of the only player doing that that I noticed. A lot of the other players were, you know, just kind of stretching and keeping themselves warm uh, by running up and down the side where she was practicing her kicks. So, yeah, still vying for that spot on Vera's team sheet, definitely. Uh, but yeah, like... Team look good. Uh, no injury concerns as of the moment. Katie is absolutely fine. Abby Larkin got a bit of a knock last night, but all the word from the camp today is that she was grand. They just didn't train her for the last like 20 minutes just to kind of, you know, make sure she was fine. Um, got some good advice from Denise O'Sullivan and Neve Fahey on how to beat the jet lag. So I was just like, if you guys, they're what's, apparently what's told. Ex- well, see, they have like a whole plan in place that's a bit like experts. Um, everything from they were given special sunglasses, uh, to they were like, they have their nap times and everything told to them. So someone, they just get a text being like, you have to go for a nap now and they just go for a nap. So I was kind of joking with them. I was like, can you, can I give you my number? And you just text me being like, go nap now, Kathleen. <laughs> um, I love but yeah, that. they were just talking about the and the different bits of exercise and like the timings of when they did the exercise in terms of making sure it helped you sleep. And uh, I didn't wake up at 2 a.m. last night. I only woke up at half three and I managed to get back to sleep after an hour. So maybe it was it, maybe it helped a little bit. Yeah, I put yeah. a bit more of it into work today. So hopefully, hopefully I'll finally get a full night's sleep since being here. And does it seem that um, 
there aren't any injury concerns at the moment so you just mentioned McCabe is able to play away Rachel Littlejohn's taken full part there's nobody who's kind of had to take it easy on them with the exception of Amber Barrett's doing shooting drills but that's a good thing obviously it's nothing to do with fitness yeah, no, that was literally just because there was like a certain, they were like rotating who was playing at the time. So she was just like one of the players that was subbed off at that stage and was just taking um, the opportunity to put a few shooting drills past Grace Maloney because Courtney was on the pitch. But yeah, the, I, like I was actually quite surprised at the intensity of the game last night. Players definitely weren't, well, they were obviously holding back a certain extent, but you know, there was quite a few tackles going in. Um, they seem to be looking really good. So they have that game against Colombia. Yeah. Well, it's tomorrow evening for me now. It'll be tomorrow morning for you guys around 8 p.m. local time. Uh, that's behind closed doors at the moment, but hopefully we'll get a few bits of information out about it just to see how everyone comes through the other side. Uh, but yeah, like looked as good as you could kind of expect them to look at this stage. And there was a nice crowd there supporting them on as well. Presumably, um, Vera Pau is going to play everybody against Colombia at some point to get as much as possible from them and see as much as possible. Do you expect them, even from the little bit of training you've seen so far, do you expect her to alter from the set formation that she has now, uh, regardless of the personnel? For the Columbia game or yeah. for tomorrow? For, for the Columbia uh, game. Or for, yeah. for next week. Um, Just to test it out, you I, know. I'd say she'll probably start with the same squad because realistically that's a squad that's going to start in a week's time and we've talked about it a lot on the show, the fact that there's still players coming into that team who haven't been there for all that long and they do still need that time. Like we saw glimpses of what Kira Carusa and Marissa Shiva could do when they were linking up together, but, you know... They have, like, that was only her third cap. So there's still a little bit of time for those players to develop the relationship. So I definitely think from the start, it'll be the classic start in 11. But I do think it'll be a situation of rotating. Like, I think there was some sort of talk that it would be first half one side, second half different sides for both teams. Um, But I don't have that confirmed or anything. That was just something that had been talked about around the training pitch yesterday. So I think it'll be as much about giving those players the opportunity to cement those relationships on the pitch and then also giving people a run out and making sure that if we need it, touch wood, not for any injuries and let it all be tactical. Uh, if we need people to come in, that they are match fit and match ready. Just just on that, Kathleen, like she, she's quite rigid in terms of her um, team selection and so on and so forth. Like, But at tournaments like this, it's, it is a squad thing. You know, you think of goals that players have scored for Ireland in World Cups coming off the bench like does Vera have the person management in her to have um, and we spoke about this with um, the other day about like coming off the bench does she have the motivational skills in her to keep these players on the fringes motivated to come on and feel that they're part of this rather than that they're going to be on the bench for three games I get the sense with this squad that it actually wouldn't even matter all that much if Vera didn't have those skills. Like all the players are so individually motivated that I think that's actually more of a big thing at this moment in time than it is how well Vera handles it. Because if you look at like how the team has changed over the last like year, year and a half, there hasn't really been up until the last six weeks, it was a, or six months, it was a pretty set squad. And then all of a sudden, these major changes happened. But also, the players that left have been left out have been relatively dealt with. In that, if you look at, say, the likes of Jamie Finn, 
that was a massive loss for the entire squad. And I'd say that probably took more managing for Vera than the current squad that are there at the moment. Like obviously Jamie is in the 26, she's just not in the 23. Mm. Um, and if you talk to some of those fringe players as well, say the likes of Kira Grant, I remember speaking to her after the Zambia game where she had the assist for um, Amber Barrett's goal. And she was saying, you know, I think I did as much as I can do tonight to play my way onto the plane, but also... I've always been that fringe player. I've always been on the sidelines and come on when it mattered and showed up. So I think a lot of those players kind of know themselves what their role is within the team. Um, I And I think as well, the fact that this is our first World Cup, first major tournament, that's such a massive motivating factor for this team. If anything, I think it will probably make more of a difference going into, say, the Nations League and the Euros qualifiers later on in the year. And if Vera's contract is extended, how she manages things past then, rather than this tournament in particular, because the individual motivation is so high. We'll uh, we'll catch up again tomorrow, Kathleen. How, how does your next 24 hours look? Uh, well, I'm off now to a soiree with the Irish-Australian Embassy, oh, uh, which is being held in the Players' Hotel. So I'm not entirely sure if the players are going to be there. I assume they are. Um, it's a non-recording event, but uh, might mm-hmm. bring the mic along and see what I can <laughs> pick up. Just like pull someone into the lobby and see how it goes. Uh, and then we have the Columbia game tomorrow. So hopefully find out a little bit about that. Going to go into town and watch Australia, France and see if I can talk to some Australian fans to see how they're feeling ahead in next week um, because the ones I've talked to so far are pretty confident but need to get them on camera so mm. hopefully we can show them up. And then uh, I have a few Irish families who've contacted me who I'm going to see some of the sites with hopefully over the weekend. And then the Queensland Championship semi-finals are happening on Sunday morning in Wollatong. So I'm heading out to those as well to cheer on some of the local Irish people here who play um, with the various different GA teams around Queensland. Ah, jealous. Very jealous. Some great names of places in Australia. Yeah, Wallatong. Yeah. Wallatong has just gone top of my list. Fantastic. Yeah. Kathleen, we'll catch up again it's- tomorrow. Sorry, one ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's generally all the non-colonial names that are excellent <laughs> and then you have random places named Ipswich and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for, I prefer the Wallatongs of the world than Ipswich. Thanks a million, mm-hmm. Kathleen. We'll chat to you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Have a good morning. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.